Well, hello, everybody. I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. What beautiful words. So I'm thinking back about birth. And I'm thinking of the day when my second child was born. After having many false alarms with my first child, I decided that there was no chance I was going to have any false alarms with the second one, and I would wait until I was absolutely certain it was time for him to be born before I'd go to the hospital. And sure enough, by the time we got in the car, headed to U of M for the 20-minute ride, well, we learned that all of the roads were closed because of construction. And so all of a sudden, it was impossible to get through the way we knew how, and my labor was progressing a whole lot faster than expected. So the panic started, and the anticipation started, and the sweat started, and the deep breathing started, and that was just my husband. For me, I was preparing to have a baby in the front seat of a Saturn view. This was intense. Intense was definitely an understatement. So when I look at verse 6, and it says, While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. I can't help but to think of the emotions that were pumping through the veins of Joseph as he's looking for a place for Mary to give birth. And all the inns are full, the rooms are taken. And now he's looking at this donkey, and that back of the donkey looks like it might become a birthing table. This is this panic. It is not a calm moment. And this is no ordinary baby. And no, I did not give birth in a Saturn view. And no, Mary did not give birth on the back of a donkey. But Mary, for nine months, had the Savior of the world growing in her belly. And on that night, she gave birth to the Word made flesh, Emmanuel, God with us. Now that must have been really intense. But there's so much that we can learn from Mary. There's so much to this story. So if Jesus is a representative of this gift of God to creation, then perhaps Mary is a representative of humanity. And her job is to show us how to receive that gift. Mary kind of was a stand-in for all of us. So when she was told she would have to carry this baby, you might recall that she surrendered herself to God's will for her life. She said, have your way with me. Basically, she made this commitment to, without knowing a whole lot, without knowing what strings were attached to this, she didn't know what it would entail. She didn't know where exactly she would be led. She just simply trusted. She received the invitation to serve in this role and she accepted it. How do you respond then when the mystery of God just like breaks into your life and shakes things up? Do you have the same spirit as Mary? Or do you run and do you hide? Or do you respond from your truest self? And are you willing to accept that what God is calling you to? That gets kind of scary. Because it could possibly transform you forever. Because when we commit to being followers of Christ, we are not going down the road of easy street. When we commit, 
like Mary, we have to surrender to what our plans are. And we have to accept what God's plans are. We are promising to birth Christ in the world over and over again. Now, what the heck does that mean? What does it mean for you to birth Christ in the world? It basically means that we become icons of Christ. And, and the, the Greek word for icon literally means the image of God. So when we birth Christ, we are being called to embody Christ in our lives. That means to clothe our lives with them so that anybody who sees us, they can see Christ in us. They can touch him in us. They can recognize Christ in us. To do this, we must begin by loving one another, by living out that gospel with lives as faithfully and as fearlessly as a woman who labor who holds back nothing in order to bring new life into this world. So when we look at this baby Jesus, at this character of Jesus, what we see is the character of God. And what we see is that Jesus is love. Jesus is the love of God made human. And it's because of this great love that you and I can then be made whole. And it's in this wholeness that we get there through mercy and peace and forgiveness. See, when we get there, when we feel whole, then we need to extend that same love to others so that we can unify the body of Christ. That's what we're called to do. We need to love one another in the fullest sense of Christ's teaching. And then when people begin to see love and respect one another, it's then that they're going to be changed. It's then that the body of Christ will be able to love like Christ first loved them. So throughout Advent, we've been studying this really good little book by Pastor Adam Hamilton, and it's entitled Incarnation. And one passage we read multiple times this week, and it's one that I've been dwelling on because, boy, it really speaks to me, and maybe it'll speak to you. This is what Pastor Hamilton says. When I picture what God is like, God's character, love, mercy, and grace, I see Jesus. I see him loving broken people, eating with sinners and tax collectors. I see him healing the sick and restoring vision to those who were blind. I see him touching the lepers who were treated as untouchables and restoring them to the community by healing their affliction. I see him coming upon a funeral procession and sharing the grief of a mother who had lost her son and then raising that young man to life. I think about Jesus who cast out demons for those who were mentally ill or plagued by forces greater than themselves. I think of the compassion he showed to the prostitute who wept at his feet. I think about Jesus who said, The Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. And when I pray, I pray to God who showed me what God is like, thanks to all the way that Jesus revealed God's heart. And we shared this with our council, and we shared this with the Bible study, and I want to share this with all of you, because I want you to reflect on this, that Jesus did not come to us in this untouchable, faraway God. That is not 
the way God wanted us to know him. In fact, when God wanted us to know who God is, God came to us in this most unassuming way in the form of a human baby. And as this baby grew and developed, he became this man who taught us how to live and who taught us how to die. And it's through this son of man that we realize just how deep that love of God is for us. We realize just how compassionate our creator really is and just how big the heart of God is who chose each and every one of us to be God's beloved. Such an affectionate word. It says this in Micah 6, 8. He has told you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. So how are you doing in that area? This Christmas Day, ask yourself, how are you birthing Christ in the world? Are you living in response to this amazing gift that you have been given. We have a second reading today that came from Titus, the third chapter, and it said, When the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us not because of any works or righteousness that we had done, but according to his mercy. Through the waters of rebirth and renewal of the Spirit, this Spirit pours onto us richly through Jesus our Savior, so that having been justified or having been made right by his grace, we become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. That is a lot of fancy words for saying this gift of Jesus is that he becomes our living hope. Because here's the deal. Our level of disappointment is directly related to where we place our hope. Let me say it again. Our level of disappointment is directly to re relate to where we put our hope. So if, um, if you put your hope that someone else is going to change, that's going to make you happy, your situation will get better, guess what? You'll be disappointed. If you put your hope in you having all the answers and you having all the control, you'll be disappointed. But... If you know the living hope in Jesus Christ that's based on God's grace and mercy and nothing that you've done, it's that hope that won't disappoint. It's that living hope that is precisely the gift of this Savior that we celebrate today on Christmas. That hope is rooted in the love of God that's revealed to us in the baby of Jesus Christ who laid in a manger because of this hope, we get to do just as this gospel said. We get to join in the multitude of angels and we get to praise God saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. So as these shepherds found Mary and Joseph holding their newborn baby, they were amazed at what they saw. They told them everything that had been told to them and, and they told them everything that the scriptures said and it says that Mary just pondered all of these words. And this reminds me about that day when I held my newborn baby. I sniffed him in. It felt like all of time stood still. I can remember just staring into his eyes, wondering what kind of a little boy he would be, wondering 
wow, what kind of a man he would grow up to be. What kind of a future he would have. And I remember counting his little fingers and kissing his little toes. And I imagine Mary must have been filled with that same kind of emotion as she held baby Jesus. As she held baby Jesus and she caressed his skin and she nursed him and she wrapped him in those cloths to keep him warm. I'm sure she looked down with awe and wonder, knowing that all of these things that those angels had told her months before had come true. The impossible became possible. The light of the world had been born into the darkness and there in the arms of this young virgin mother was the hope of the world, the living hope. So each of you, my friends, are invited on this journey. You are invited to birth Christ into the world, into this hurting world each and every day. And it's been doing that that you might find yourself being really uncomfortable. You might have to shatter beliefs you had for your whole life. You might become something new. You might learn how to trust. But those angels remind us do not be afraid because the Lord is with you. Do not be afraid. So may you be filled with the gift of hope that is revealed to us through Jesus Christ our Lord. Merry Christmas. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are grateful for this gift of this baby, this unassuming baby who broke through all beliefs that how in the world could a virgin have a baby? But you said with me, all things are possible. And this baby comes on to us. And not only that, this baby changes history. The only reason we know who Herod the Great is is because Jesus entered into the scene and changed all of history so that we could have this hope we could have this hope of eternal life forever. So Lord, we are so grateful for this gift and this love that has been poured into each of us. And for those of us that resist it, those of us who put you in a box and think that you are limited, help us today to open our eyes, to let loose, to break free of whatever it is that's held us back so that we are no longer afraid and we can place our trust and our hope in you where we will always be met with the grace and mercy, forgiveness and peace of our Lord and Savior Jesus. We give you thanks and praise. Amen.